Father, we honor you again this morning. You created us, O oh Lord. And this time we have acknowledged that we are just a piece of clay. You are our maker. You are the mother. You are the one, the one that made us, O oh God. And as so, we are in your hands. Lord, we pray that God, for these few minutes, you will speak unto us, O Lord. You will remind us of who you are in our lives, O God. So that you will encourage someone this morning. So that, God, we can co continue this journey of being pilgrims as we come to you. We thank you and we honor you. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Please, let's all be seated this morning. My names are David Zioka, Christ is Lord and Savior, whom I add this, this morning. Our sermon title today is Patience, the key to your destiny. Patience, the key to your destiny. There, are, there is nothing other than waiting, at least that one I know, because I have waited. I have waited and waited. And so there is nothing harder than waiting, whether we are expecting something good or whether we are expecting something bad. Waiting is not easy. The story of Sarah, Agar, and to some extent, Abraham is one of them. A story of waiting at some point. When the two kids were born, the Bible says, a major problem broke, broke up in the house, in the house of Abraham. These people had no kids before. Remember the story of Sarah and Abraham. They got a kid when they were 100. Abraham was 100 years old. This was something that was unheard of uh, before. Now, Aga got a kid through an arrangement of, uh, of Sarah and Abraham. Again, this was not a normal, a normal thing. And so, when these two kids happened to be together in the same house, the house of Mzee Abraham, things were not good. The Bible says that on the day that Isaac was weaned, when he was detached from the dependence on his mother's milk, when he was removed from being with the mother all the time, things took a different turn. What happened? Ishmael, older by then, started being mean to Isaac. Remember, when a kid starts going and running around, then he, he, he or she can be troublesome. And so Ismael, who was 13 years old then, looks at this young guy now, who is trying to, to run in the house, and he began being mean to them. To him also. This was normal. He had been the only child in that house. He had all along been the only child in that house. 
He was behaving like a normal teenage boy. Mungependa angefanya nini? He was behaving like a normal teenage boy, but Sarah was not happy. They did not get along well with uh, with Hagar, which made Hagar, the Bible says, run away. And she wandered in the wilderness for some time. Verse 14 says, this is not what she had expected. God had promised a better life to Hagar before, but things were not good. My friends, we go through times of doubt. When things are not going the way we want. When life starts to get a little, a little rough and the storms of life come in, we are forced to cry out saying, Where are you, Lord? Listen to what she says in verses 15, 15 to 16. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Because... Uh, she was sent out with the sun, uh, with uh, some water in a, in a skin and all that. But then when it was gone, she put him in a bush. Then she went over and sat down about a ball throw away. A ball shot. A ball shot away. For she thought, I cannot, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there and looking at at. A, Ishmael, she began to sob. She began. Bible says she began to cry. What is going to happen to my son? And God, you told me that is going to be a big nation. And here we are in the wilderness. And all the water that we had is gone. And every food we had is gone. And here my son is crying in pain. He's going to die. We cry. We sob like Hagar. At times we cry like Hagar. But God told Hagar that you and your son have a destiny. You and your son have a destiny. The angel said, God has heard the boy crying as he lies down, down there. In verse 17, he has looked at him. He has seen his tears. He has had his agony as he cries with pain. Listen to what he, what he says here. Um, get up, so go and pick him up and comfort him. I will make a great nation out of descendants. Then God opened her eyes and she saw her well. She went and filled the leather bag with water. And gave some to the boy. This morning, my friends, God says that you have a destiny. Tell your friend you have a destiny. Yes, you may be in the midst of a greatest battle of your Christian life as Aga was at one point. You may be in the middle of a trial right now, an affliction, a setback that you cannot see any way out of it. You may be waiting for a report that is going to change you or shape your destiny and for who you are going to be forever. I stand here, my friends, in the presence of God Almighty to remind you that God is still faithful. That God is still faithful. That God has your destiny ah, in his hands. 
amekushikilia tu hivi he has your destiny in his hands please hear this satan does not control your destiny he does not control you and what is going to happen in your life again people don't control your destiny some of us hey bwana sifwe some of us you feel so bad when probably your friend has run away it is okay amen they don't control your destiny and yet tukiwa nyumbani you know when we were young growing up uh, we could go call and tell your friend you know kwani unapatia ngaewa kwani unapatia ngaewa because hewa we survive with my friends these people don't have the power to stop you or keep you down refuse those confusions in the name of jesus be patient that's where i'm going be patient be patient when things are not okay it doesn't matter it doesn't mean it is over obstacles are designed to make you stronger i like that they are designed to make you stronger sometimes it's okay to go one step no one step back and then three or four steps ahead tandume you know dume what is dume ah ram how many of you know what a ram is what do they do when they are fighting it goes back and then does what charges by force and then they will come like five more steps and they will will fight you 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 get out of its way sometimes it's okay to go a step back so that you can be able to go five steps ahead which means you will have made four steps is in that progress it is progress So ukiana nyuma kidogo that is okay ulikuwa unarudia nguvu nao kuja na uende mbele because you are progressing in life a door that uh, a door that is shut means a door that is about to do what to open if it is shut it means then it is about to open Paul says i consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed to us if we hope for what we do not see we will wait for it in patience my friend the road to destiny it consists of endings and beginnings when you go to the airport from here You go 56 highway, right? It ends on either the 5, but then another highway begins. Are you with me? And then you run on a highway. It ends at 635. Then you get another highway called 635 towards Kansas City. It ends where we meet to right 29. Then you leave 635. Uh, and then you begin on I29 and then I29 goes to Saint Joseph you take airport airport road and you reach the airport then you on your flight 
going away where you are going. An end to a road is a beginning to something else. My friends, there will always be endings and the beginnings in this life. Our enemy is scared of our destiny. Our enemy is afraid of what we would become. Hello? Hello? Our enemy is always afraid of what you and me are going to become. And now, listen to me carefully. Carefully here. When did Pharaoh try to kill Moses as a little boy? Someone tell me. Afraid of his destiny? Someone else? Why? Why on earth? Why bother with a kid? He was not working any miracles by then, was he? When he was born, was he working any miracles? Hi, Jameni. Let's, let's be together now here. Well, he was not even delivering the people of God. He was only, how many years old? Less than a year old. Why kill him? He was a little Hebrew boy that looked no different than any other Hebrew children. Pharaoh was afraid of who Moses would become. His destiny. He was going to be the deliverer of Israel. Are we together? Now, do you know that Joseph's brother did not try to kill him because of who he was at that time? He was only a 17-year-old young man that had a dream. <laughs> Joseph's brothers were afraid of who Jesus, Joseph, would become. Let's see. Let's see. Um, are, we able, are you able to pull Genesis chapter 37 from there? No? Genesis 37 and verses 5 to 8. I want us to read together. Genesis 37, 5 to 8. There you go. Let's read together. Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. Uh-huh. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were abiding shaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my shave rose and stood upright while your shaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. Next, his brother said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. People will hate you because of your dream and not probably of who you are. Because when you are young, you have done nothing, nothing, nothing yet. The enemy targets children even, the young, the youth, because of what they might become. We therefore need to stay focused and saturate them with the prayer. Another example here, Saul. Saul was not afraid of David as a young boy 
playing the harp. In fact, he liked, he liked it when David played for him. Don't you think so? You know, Saul loved it when David played the harp. Because the evil spirit on Saul would leave whenever he did what? He played it. He felt so good. But he was afraid of what David would become. Israel's next king. That, that scared him. Now, before Jesus was even two years old, <laughs> Satan got into the heart of Herod to have all the male children two years and under killed. Now, you know, just tell me. You'll agree with me that Jesus at this time had done nothing. Eddie, he, he had not healed any leper. Two years old. He had, he had, not, he had not even multiplied bread and, and a fish. No, he had not done any miracle by then. He was only two years old. He had not opened any eyes of the blind. He had not cast out any evil at that point. Satan was afraid of what Jesus would become when he became a man. Praise be to God. Let me, let me bring you home now. Can you say amen? You see, when this church, now Nema, started in KCK and later on on 99th and Mission Road, 7, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 people. Some evil forces tried to kill it with all kinds of schemes and, and gossip and, and even telling the committed, the committed ones to withdraw their membership and support and, and some of them left. But you know what? God was pruning the church then, I tell you. We were only a handful of people. Why did the enemy bother with us then? Can you answer me? Can you answer me? Oh my goodness. Nobody, yes? <laughs> they were afraid. Of what the church would become. They were afraid that under the leadership of God. And our love. And the commitment we had. The church will shake the city and the world. And today your love is failed in the neighborhood. It is failed in the city. It is failed in Kenya. It is failed in other places. Hallelujah. This is what the devil does to try to scatter when things are happening. Don't be a party to that. If Satan did not finish us as a church, then let no one think they can sabotage what the Lord is doing. Amen. If Satan did not finish you when you were young, when you were growing up, let him forget. He will not finish you at all. It is a high time we woke up as believers, my friends. Pray and be patient as a church. Holding our hands together. Being united in the love of God. And a focus on God's vision for this church. As we add to our destiny. Romans 8 and verse 28 to 3rd. And we, 30, and we read this uh, this morning says, we, we know that all in all things, God works for good with those who love him. 
those whom he has called according to his purpose. Those whom God has already chosen, he also set apart to become like his son. So the son would be the eldest brother in a large family. And so, those whom God set apart, he called. And those that he called, he put right with himself. And he shared his glory with them. As an individual, be patient. God has your destiny. He has good plans for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. You stayed faithful and now the page is turning. Your situation is changing. Your miracle has begun. A new chapter is beginning. It does not matter what has happened in your life before. Tell them to mind their business. Amen? They might remind you that when you were young, nobody loved you. Nobody wanted to look at you. Tell them nonsense. Mind your business. That was then. Amen? Today is the day of the Lord. And today, I am a different person. Your destiny is the destiny of God. Your days are, and life are, in the eyes of God. Your greatest days are ahead of you, not where you have come from. You may, yes, you may have lost some time and some points. That is okay. Kuteleza siyo nini? Ya, siyo kuanguka. Na yaliopita siyo nini? I know wengine wajua da kisoyili, Right? Naliopita sio nini? Sio dwele. Gaga nini? Gaga ajayo. Take care of... Eh? Yes, take care of... <laughs> take care of what is coming. You know, whatever is past, it is, it is past, it is gone. There is nothing you can do with your past. If, if you did not well do then, that's fine. You did not do well, so what? But now, you are doing well. Because when you... If you... Dwell on your past, then you are not going to move ahead. And mambo itakuwa mambaya. Just be patient. The key to your destiny is patience. Be patient with your boss. <laughs> be patient with this life. The life we are living, be patient with it. Be patient with your spouse even. Be patient with your parents. Be patient with your kids. Be patient with your friends. Be, be patient with yourself even because sometimes um, you may see like you have gone too fast on, your, on yourself. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with the church even. Trust in the Lord. Commit yourself to God. Keep God's commands. Get closer. Get closer to God. Serve God where when you can. Preach love where possible. And as I finish, be real. Tell your friend, be real. Be real. Let's, let's not be complicated for nothing. Let's not be complicated for nothing. We, we are children of God. Let's be real. Let's be real. Being confident of this. That he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. Philippians 1.6 
My friends, allow God's will to be done in your lives. Allow God's will to be done in your lives. Be still as he shapes you to what he likes. Be still. Be still as the Lord shapes you to what he likes and wants you to do. This is the key. Let us surrender everything unto God this morning. Let us tell God, because He knows us, He knows how far we have come. He knew us when we were young. He knows where we are. He knows our destiny. Tell God to let His will be done in your life. Because He's the only one that knows your destiny. Let's also be patient as He works on us. Let us tell God to allow us to be patient as He works on us. Because there is nothing we can hasten. We, have, we cannot hasten our lives. We cannot hasten our blessings. We cannot hasten our healing. We cannot hasten our miracles. We cannot hasten what He wants to do unto us. But we can rely on the Lord's hand. We can rely on Him. We can surrender on Him. And then His blessings will come at His own timing. His blessing and His healing and His, his word will come at His time. Because He is a faithful God. Father, we honor you and we thank you this time of the day. We thank you because you have spoken unto us, O Lord. Many are the times we wonder. Many are the times we cry. Many are the times we sob when we are on the wilderness. But God, you have reminded us that in this place, you are still faithful. That you are still faithful. That God, whatever you began in us, will have to be accomplished as a point of God. And so whatever we may be going through, we know that it is going to be all right. You are here and there is something you would like to bring unto God. Raise up your hand. We'll pray together. Raise up your hand. You are doing this to God and not to anyone this time. Thank you for those hands. Father in heaven, look at those hands. Those are directed unto you. This is a sign of surrender of God. And as your servant, I'm praying that God, you perform a miracle unto your servants, of God. That God, you will meet with them to the point of their needs, of God. That God, whatever we bring unto you, God, you will take it and you will do according to your will. If it is healing, O Lord, may you provide healing, O God. If it is the blessings of God, may you come down and bless your people. Whatever need that God we have, may you meet with us, God. And may you remind us that God, you are still faithful. That you will go with us regardless of the situations of God. Help us to be the people that you've called us to be, O God. Help us to be faithful to your calling. Help us to support this church as you have called us to do, O Lord. Because a time is coming when we are going to be out of this place. And you will be asking us what we did when we were strong. What we did when we had the opportunity. What we did when we were at name of God. Help us. Redeem us again, O Lord. Deliver us from the schemes of the evil one. Strengthen us when we are weak. 
Hold our hands, O oh God, when we are falling down. Minister unto us and our houses when everything is tattered. Come and mend us again when we are broken, O oh Lord. Come down and wipe our tears when we are crying. Help us to be patient as we focus on the destiny that you've laid for us. We thank you, Lord, and we honor us. We honor you. Hear our prayer this morning. Hear our prayer this morning that we bring unto you as we submissively render our needs unto you. We thank you and we honor you. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.